had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. So it's time to start talking about money. What does it really take to start and grow a business and how long does it take to monetize? I'm really excited to have answers to those questions with my partner, Jen Hamilton. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Betsy. So tell us a bit. So I obviously know all about what you do, but tell us about your background, what you know, why you're the person that people should listen to around how much it takes to, or how much it costs to start a consulting or coaching practice. The first thing I think people want to know is my back background before my consulting and coaching business is that I started my career as a CPA. So I worked for the um, big for- firm with uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers and I went to a regional firm. So I did for seven years, I did the whole CPA thing, was an auditor. My favorite part was actually going into companies and understanding their systems and what can they do to save money, save time and make money, especially because my clients were nonprofits in higher education. So I have always loved having like the, your purpose and making sure that you're focused more on your purpose and serving of others instead of getting bogged down in the administrative and money side of things. So that's always been at the core of it. When I did my own consulting and coaching business, which I've been an entrepreneur now, like officially on my own, I've always had entrepreneurial spirit, but officially on my own for just about 10 years. And I tried not being so much a CPA, if you will, and being conservative. And I was like, okay, everyone tells me you have to like take risks and and invest money to make money. So I kind of went the other direction and I over-invested in all the wrong things, pretty much maybe one or two right things, but made a lot of mistakes that cost a lot of money. And so then I, then I went the other direction and I was like, shut down, I'm not doing anything. And so I tried to do everything after that. Once I like, okay, this whole investing in, in things isn't working. So let me just like DIY my my way through things. Right. This is, um, also a bad idea, which I'm sure we'll get into more, but I would like try to find things for free and piece them together and just do whatever I could to save money. But that didn't necessarily work either. So, um, part of what I think is helpful for my background is that I've tried it all. I've done it all. I have the right mind, the mind for understanding investing and financing and how to make a return out of it. But it wasn't until I I started working with you, Betsy, that I really saw the smart way to build and invest and actually get a smart return for your money. So that's kind of my uh, journey with the money through consulting and coaching. So what I think is really interesting, so I want to unpack what you said, because I heard one part of your background is in your own consulting and helping other companies, you were really working with companies that had a mission. So you learned for other companies how they could monetize their mission, but applying it to your own business, that was really hard for you. So what yes. was it about it that made it easy for you to have those best practices of helping, helping other people do it? And what made it harder for you to do it for yourself? 
the harder thing for doing it for yourself, and we hear this all the time with our clients, whatever aspect of their business builds, but I feel like the area where you have expertise is almost the hardest to do on yourself. Mm-hmm. And so because I had that expertise, I think trying to apply it to myself, like became something that I should on myself. So I know this is audio. I want to make sure it's the word should, you know, I should know this. I, I, why, you know, I should be better at this. Like it just kept beating myself up. And then I think I got caught in this, like, well, maybe I shouldn't even be doing this work because if I can't do this for myself, what, what good am I type of thing? So it was just this spiral around it. But what in reality, it wasn't that I was bad or I couldn't do it. It was that you can't just, you need a mirror. You need someone outside of you. And that was my mistake is the investments I made wasn't in a me for me. What, what my investments were in were um, in people that I thought had the answers. And I thought, oh, you, you know, I don't need a me for me. And actually that's exactly what I needed was a me for me. That's so fascinating because a lot of times our clients will say, it's like, oh my gosh, you're a me for me. I finally got somebody. What I heard is interesting is in ask, answering the question around what does it take to start a business, you're really unpacking different ways of looking at it. So you mentioned there's the DIY approach and then there's the specialized support approach. Can you describe how much does it cost? Like what are, what's the, what's the business case, if you will, for the DIY approach? Like what's the benefit of doing it on your own? And in what way are you saving money and what's the limitations of the DIY? You tried that one out. So talk about that one. And then what you see in our clients. (laughs) I did try it. And I I know I'm not alone in trying the DIY. I think that part of it, where I find a lot of people trying the DIY is making some of the mistakes that I had. They'll maybe go and invest something in the beginning. And then it didn't work because they didn't, it's not that the investment didn't work. It's that they invested in the wrong thing. So that's what scared me into DIY. And I hear that a lot with our clients too. Well, I tried this, I tried this, and then none of it worked. So I just shut it all down and went into the DIY. So if you're doing pure DIY, so that's why it's kind of hard to say like, what would you invest? A lot of times people turn to DIY because they invested in the wrong thing. I had a business coach that wasn't the right business coach for me. That was a bad investment. And I was given advice that then was by their advice to keep investing. Like, for example, I was told, oh, you don't like sales? Go hire a sales person to do it for you, which was horrible advice. And that's that really made a very, very bad investment. So um, both in, in the person giving the advice and then taking the advice. So then I got, you know, money shy essentially. And so if you are doing DIY, pure DIY and not like reactive DIY, like a lot of our clients, like myself, um, that investment is going to be time. There will be money, but usually it hits later. So you think you're saving a lot of money because you're putting in time because you're researching, you're trying to piece it together. You're seeing where there's consistency. You're seeing where there's inconsistency in messages. Um, so you're you're actually wasting a ton of time. So what happens with time is if you're, you know, that might seem free, but every minute you're spending trying to figure something out on your own instead of going to someone who can like get you cut through all of it is time you're not making money. Wow. So even if you don't spend a dime, 
you're losing all that you could be making, not only from the revenue, but the, making the impact. If you're like me and you really want to make a difference, it's also super frustrating to not just go up, be able to like actually serve someone like that. That's why I started it in the first place. So you're, you're losing time and you're losing your why, um, which can lose your motivation. So many people end up going back into corporate because it didn't work because they DIY'd it together. So then you're losing your entrepreneurial opportunity. So I see more costs on the back end, their cost of your dream, so the opportunity cost, cost of your money. Or if you are like, I'm like me who didn't was like, I'm not going back to job. That's nope, no way, no how. Then you finally invest smart. And what what's really kind of sad and frustrating is that if I would have just found the right person in the right process for me, that me for me, the first time I would have saved all that money from even DIY, if you just look at the DIY, all that money and all that opportunity lost. So I hear that I, I hear what you're saying, and I completely agree because my pivot when I went from consulting to coaching and in the business model that you and I have, I spent so much money trying to make that business model work, going with expert after expert after expert, trying to help me implement this idea because I didn't know I was going from a B2B to B2C business model. And I got totally blindsided. It took me forever. But there's other people who are listening who had more of the experience like I had when I first left Disney. So they might be saying, well, you know, that's all true, but this is how it worked for me is I left Disney. I spent maybe $250 on a logo. I got a friend to create a website and cause I had a referral network and that was great, you know, because I immediately got work, but I, at a certain point when I decided I've like, I really got to commit to this business that I knew that this wasn't sustainable. So I, in some ways like, okay, so for $250, a friend created my website. I think maybe I spent $500 in pictures for that website. So maybe less than a thousand, I got started and I was making, you know, not bad money right away. What's the cost there? Why would that be a problem? Doesn't that seem like, why can't I just go out there and get clients? You can. Um, and from not just from my experience, and I don't think just from your experience, but we hear this with clients. And then another part of my background that I didn't mention before is that I ran a professional association for consultants and coaches. So through that association, I had conversations with over 500 folks. So I've heard a lot of stories of business growth and fails and successes and challenges and that kind of thing. And what I have found is that there's this, it's not exactly perfect, but it's like this three-year mark hmm. for those folks that do the, um, you know, referral based, like mini business, if you will, like I'll just slap up maybe a brochure type website, just get my name out there. I'll put my picture that um, my friend took outside on my website or on my LinkedIn, you know, that kind of thing. I'll get like little business cards so I can maybe network or if someone calls me, but they very, very like minorly make a business. It seems like you have a business. It seems super successful. And then the referrals dry up. Your network is only going to get you so far. And honestly, I heard that more than anything, because the reason that, that people were attracted to coming to a professional association of their peers, of other consultants, of other coaches, business coaches in particular, is that they had hit that dry up. 
they were fine and they maybe tried a little bit of marketing things and that that wasn't working. It was hit or miss. So they said, I know I'll go hang out with other people who must have figured it out. The silly thing was none of us figured it out. We all were at that point where like something wasn't working. And so it was the blind leading the blind, but it, it, it's fine in the short term. It's not fine in the long term. And so you got to decide, am I in this for the short term or I'm in this for the long term? Is this really going to be my life? Is this really going to be my business? Or am I just going to, you know, live off referrals until they die? So there's one model that people can go with is they can DIY if they have some referrals and it could work for a while, but the opportunity, so you could spend minimal, like I did a thousand bucks maybe, and that's how much you invest. But the problem is, is you wind up building more of a, you know, more of like a freelance business, it sounds like, rather than a business. And at some point that dries up. So that's model Mm -hmm. one, and that's the cost associated with it. Now we have DIY model two is you hire the wrong people, you give up all of your money to that person. And then now you're in this other thing where like, I'm not spending another dime anymore. And now I'm going to DIY it. So this is a, um, somebody who's spending good money after bad kind of scenario. So that one is, it sounds like there's opportunity cost big time, a lot of stress that goes along with it. In my experience, how I got over the hump is I had, um, I want, found actually found the right support. And he said, he's like, so you finally figured out that you're not rich enough to go cheap, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I remember going back and forth with him because he was going to, I, he was, a, he was much more expensive for what he was, but for the solution that I needed, he was like $10,000 and everybody else like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 or what have you on, you know, re- helping me get my um, courses up together and other things. I think that was 10,000 just for the website. And then it was an, uh, maybe another 10,000. So it was like 20,000. I was like, oh my gosh, it's way more. And, but I was complaining about the price to him because I'm like, well, I just spent all of this money. And he's like, I am so sorry, but I can't be accountable for all your bad choices before it's up to you. Do you really want to just continue to put good money after bad, but, or have you decided? And so I'm like, all right, fine. And I, I put the money down and it was the right investment at the time for the right person because it helped me you know, move far, much farther along than I, that I did before. So it sounds like that's the second, the second one. Am I hearing that accurately? Yeah. I think what you're explaining is, um, you put like premium gas in your gas tank instead of like cheap gas. <laughs> it's just, it, it rocket fuels you a past where you were. And what I, what I hear, and we hear this with our clients who are at the stage where they have been in their business for a while. And all of a sudden, like everything that they had been doing, AKA mostly referrals or, you know, just relying on, um, what had worked stops working and they come to us and they say, Oh, I wish I found you three years ago. I wish I found you five years ago. Like when, when you actually find the right investment, you know, you just know you have to spend it because you know how bad it was when you did it wrong. And it's a struggle for our clients because here's the thing. The other thing that it costs you with a bad investment like that in the wrong person or the wrong resource is your trust. They don't trust themselves and they don't trust the person who actually might be the wrong one. So it takes a lot of courage for them to when they see it's right, we just experienced this with a client. It's like, 
it takes a lot of effort, even though it's like, there's no, nothing in my mind telling me no about you or about the process. Like I get it. It's just trusting myself to say yes, not, not just to us in this case, with this um, person that was, um, we were just speaking with, but also to trust that they can do it because when you've done it for so long and it didn't quite work the way you want, you have to like almost talk yourself into, I, I can do this. I really can. I really can do this. So you said it about the right, the right support several times. So if I were listening, I'd be thinking, well then, well, how do I know the right support? Like, what is the right support? Does it change as I go through different phases? Like, is there support I need when I'm just getting started and how much would that cost? Is there support that I need, you know, when I'm, you know, moving into a different phase, like what kind of support is needed and how much does that cost? So if I'm just starting out, can I get by? Would you recommend getting by with just the referral kind of thing like I did with the brochure website? Would you recommend like only spend a thousand bucks and see what happens? Or would you say, what would have been a better support team for me at that particular point in time? I would only recommend the thousand dollars in DIY if you're not serious. If you don't actually want a business that is going to be an expression of you, that's going to make a difference, that's going to replace um, some income, like, like this isn't, this isn't really what you want. Sure. Do, do that because it's not worth investing. Um, one of the things that I think is, I'll come back to the, you know, what's the right one. But one of the things you and I played with once that I think is so funny is like, just out of curiosity, like what, what's a very, very, very simple business. And we are like, I don't know, maybe a hot dog cart on the oh, street, yeah, right? But even if you, you know, if you don't really want to do much of a hot dog cart, you'd probably just make a hot dog and, you know, put it out on the street, like, but not get the cart. Right. Cause that's the investment. That's your business. And then like some advertisements so people know you're on the street. So like a sign on the cart with the you know, maybe an umbrella so people could see you from far away. Even just that simple investment is, is it's really investing and committing to the business. And so to go into like, what's the right one, it's, it's like, you know, you wouldn't get, go start a hot cart, hot dog cart business and put hamburgers in it, you know, or go to someone who sells tacos and has a taco truck. Like you need the, to know it's right is for them to know you better than you know you, your industry, who you are, what's possible for you. And that was why what we do as coaches and consultants is, is kind of like I said, one of the best things you can see is sort of, will they, will they be that me for me? You have a certain level of integrity. You, you have a certain level of excellence when it comes to service. Are you going to get that from that person? Are you going to get that from their results? Are they promising outcomes that are the outcomes that you feel is right do they make sense have they do they and you see that these are the right steps to those outcomes do they align with your goals but you, i mean you've got to see this full alignment and and it's just it just makes sense or not i'm definitely going to want to get back and talk about the hot dog cart because i remember we did something really fun with the hot dog cart but before we get into that i want to i want to push you on one thing that you said though is you said that being in the consultant allies group, it was like the blind leading the blind, but now you're suggesting that people who, you know, are similar, who understand you, what, how, is there a way that you would distinguish between those two things? So one a great, great distinction, the difference between the consultant allies folks is they weren't ahead and successful. 
So the biggest distinction, and, and this is for anyone in mentoring. Let, let's, so I have someone that mentors me essentially in um, my physical fitness. She's ahead of me. She's got the right um, nutrition alignment. She's got the right number of days that she does strength training and when she has her rest and stretching. So I've chosen her to mentor me in those goals because she's achieved it and she gets me. She's a mom, you know, she she gets me, she gets my body type, you know, all that kind of thing. So it's the same thing for us. What was consultant allies just to repeat is like we're all at that same stage. So they couldn't possibly pull you ahead. They haven't been them done it themselves. So any mentor, if you don't get someone who's pulled ahead in your area, so I mentioned I invested in a business coach early on knowing, hey, I need a mentor, I need someone. She made it sound like she pulled ahead, um, but it wasn't in my business. It wasn't in what I was doing. And what it turns out is that she was just really great at marketing herself. So when it came to the actual like steps and the work you do through it, she it was, if I might say, fluff. So you want to know before you invest, but one, have they really achieved in your world? And two, do they do they have fluff? Or is it like real proven process? Is it a real proven steps? Is it real tools that you'll actually use that are relevant to you? I think so, those are the two components, neither one of which were for peers within consultant allies. Does that help make that distinction? Yeah. So bottom line you're saying is hire somebody who's been where you want to go and can show you the way. And I think for consultants and coaches, I think that that is really important is in and speakers and thought leaders. Like, I think that there's a home in our business model for all of them is people have a personal brand because that's what we're about. But I think there's a lot of relief when our clients talk to us is like, oh, you understand my world. You understand who I want to serve. You don't have to sift through all of the generic advice, but you're bringing up the yes. marketing. And I think that that's why we created a marketing agency. What I enjoy is I bring a complimentary skill that my clients don't have. Like some, like I feel like sometimes I hold out the vision because I'm a visionary for them before they can hold it for themselves. Mm -hmm. So how do you, you know, and I think that's a big difference when I first started this business is I was trying to be a consultant to consultants rather than leveraging my complementary skills. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of our, our clients are like those sages who are step-by-step -step, and I bring more of like the the creative elements to it. And we have a creative team that gives them something that's different. Can you speak to those investments? Like, so what would that look like? So it's important to have that as a criteria, but let's talk Turkey about the actual investments when you're growing a business, what kinds yeah. of support that's complementary that a, an emerging consulting, coaching, speaking, training kind of business owner would need to really launch their business and how much does it cost? So I'll, I'll go kind of through the whole thing. I'll get to the, the marketing side of it last, but, but it, you will need some sort of legal risk management kind of accounting side of things, like just making sure you have your uh, attorney, you have your CPA, you have insurance, like there, there is some investment in that. Um, you can always reach out to me. I'm happy to share with you my own little like guide specifically but I mean, that's probably a couple thousand dollars to, to just like get started and have the right advice. That's a great, I want to, I want to interrupt you real quick because yeah. I think that's great. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the guide? Because I think that that would be a great, a great thing of value that we could offer. Cause I'll put, I'll share the link 
in the notes below where you can get it. But can you describe a little bit more of what's in that guide? Yeah, so I put together a guide for consultants and coaches to understand and speakers and thought leader, anyone that's sort of like starting out in this business. But even if you're not starting out, there are elements that are ongoing costs and then there's startup costs. So the first part of the guide tells you what are those startup costs and what's an appropriate amount so that you're not taken because I'm really passionate about not doing something and being like, um, you know, hoodwinked into something you're not supposed to do or don't need. So uh, no cheating on this. So it's a good, it's a, like we had a client today, what's a good price on, on photography? I don't want to be taken, you know? So it's that kind of guide. It, and, and I also have recommendations of what tools. So I have a recommendation of what's the right insurance and what's the right tools and why. So, so it's broken down into like, what is the sort of startup and what is kind of the ongoing type of pieces. Um, with the ongoing pieces is really what you, there is the startup cost with like, you're not gonna have to do a logo probably more than once, at least at first, <laughs> unless you like rebrand. Um, and you're gonna have a startup cost with your website. There's some of those costs as well. Um, and again, obviously we recommend investing in the right people, but then there's the ongoing cost to keep everything maintained. So before we get into the ongoing, this is great. Okay, so before, so we don't bore everybody on a video or in an audio, that kind of thing. We're not going to go through all of the details. They can get the guide, but the categories. So it sounds like I'm hearing several categories. So there's one category around the admin financial startup thing. I'm hearing there's the graphic design kind of cost. So I'm hearing that as like logo. Um, you know, I assume that that would include the whole branding package, fonts, and all that kind of yes. stuff. And then there's the photography element is yep. another cost center. So you can go in a variety of different ways. You could, like you mentioned, you could have your friend take a picture in your backyard, you know, all the way through professional photos. And then website design mm -hmm. is another category. Um, is there other categories that you imagine just in the startup, you know, like from a mentoring standpoint, like what do you think people really need to invest in and why do they need a mentor or or other kind of like one-on-one -on -one kind of support? What, what kind of support do they need there? And is it different? Is it in all of these costs, are they the same at the startup? And when you're at a rebranding time, are these the same costs? I guess I'm asking you two questions. Let's unbundle yeah. it. All right, so let's talk about first one. What would be the specialized support from a one-on-one -on -one standpoint that people would need? I do believe from my own experience and what we see with our clients and what I've heard from many people saying works into the work, you do need that person that's, a, that's in your lane and it's ahead of you and where you want to go. Um, and you can call it a mentor, you can call it a coach, you can call it whatever you want, but that is the, the probably the best investment you will ever make if you like to save time and not waste money and to actually actualize your, your, your dream business essentially, or redo the business that you probably shouldn't have done and do it right the first time, you know, whether you're in like reset, uh, either way you want, if you can find someone who's willing to give that away free, okay, that's fine, but make sure that the right person, like we already talked about, that is a huge investment. And again, it's not just money, it's time. You need to learn from them. You've never been here before. And that's ultimately, they're the guide to take you on this new journey. Um, that is a, the probably the wisest investment. I mean, you, if you look back at your career, you didn't get where you left your career 
by yourself. <laughs> you had mentors and people guiding you and educating you and supporting you and giving you the little like best practices and and where to save yourself from yourself all along the way. And that's that's what a good investment in the startup of the mentor type of person, whatever you want to call it. You need that in a rebrand too for many of the same reasons and almost more because you have to kind of undo some of your thought process and what you think, like I said, it's like you've lost trust. So you have to kind of regain that trust because what you did, you thought was going to work and didn't. So how would you differentiate a uh, business mentor versus like some of the things I do with our clients one-on-one, you do a lot of that business mentoring and coaching. How would you differentiate it from like the brand messaging and positioning strategy? that that I would do and how and do they need both can they do one or the other or how what are the different needs they have for both of those things I I will say they do need both um up front because um I tried the more just like the systems of following the systems and that's where a lot of the DIY comes in right just come and do this course follow our steps and it will happen that you do need that you do need the process kind of like i said in that um that business coach it was more the fluff because there wasn't the process like well what are we following how are we doing this there is it was just like empty promises almost the other side of it and the work that you do in particular to your question is having someone hold up the mirror see you greater than you are work through the fears, know where you're going before you know all of the, you know, there, I can go on and on with the list, but that's what a mentor's role is. Not, not just in this, but in anywhere. A good mentor takes you to where you want to go, can see it before you see it, can start to visualize it before you do, brings all of you to the table, make sure you don't get stuck in the things that, that have you stuck. And if you are They'll, they'll help you through it. They'll pull you over um, where that wall you hit is and, and guide you over it in a way that you can get over the next wall, maybe even on your own. So that's a good mentor in any sense. Uh, to do something as um, big, I guess you could say, uh, for your heart, for your life, for your career as starting your own business or even choosing to restart instead of giving up and going back into a job, you need someone who can help you be bigger than you are right now. It's a little bit soul crushing and you need someone who can hold you up and get you to that next level. So I'm hearing a couple different things in what you're saying. So for sure you need a process. So if you're going to hire somebody, the right resource has a process, not a lot of fluff. They have a step-by-step process that they could take you through from A to B or A to Z, like get you to where you want to go. And a business mentor can help. Um, from what I experienced with our clients, like just the, um, the, the big challenge that they run into is that clarity and confidence and the value that they bring, you know, that they don't know, like you can have the process, but if you don't know who you're serving, what you're all about, like you're not going to move, you know, and your marketing won't be effective. So a lot of the things that I do with the clients is much more around that clarity and confidence. So it sounds like you need three things from that mm -hmm. standpoint is you someone who could help with the perspective and bring all of you to the table. That's one part, somebody who can, has a process of some kind. And then the third is somebody who can show you, which it could be all be in one person or it could be in several different people, but either way, you need all three of those things to accelerate yeah. your growth. And I'm also hearing that this is what they need if they're, if you're starting or relaunching. Absolutely. 
What about like, what are the key categories for ongoing business costs? Like what are things that people need to keep in mind? And by the way, are you going to be putting the ongoing costs in that guide that you mentioned? Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're, they're both important because you want to be able to budget and understand when you are bringing in revenue, some of it is going to go out <laughs> for these ongoing costs. So it's helpful to know both sides. Um, one thing before so I go the into accountant and you're coming right back out. I know I can't help it. It just sort of <laughs> you comes can take right the girl out of Price Waters Coopers or, yeah. or whatever. Exactly. PwC. PwC. Um, one of the things I want to say before I go there is just I think it was really great that you that you pointed out the three pieces, the foundation that you create in helping them. I mean, if you step back and said, "What's your mission, vision, values? Like, what is your differentiation?" That's that branding piece that you do. And so I appreciate you bringing, it's all three to create a solid foundation. You need, because you can't have systems and you can't have the guide that's gonna help you be strong um, if you don't know where you're going and what you're doing and why and who you're serving and all of that. So all and three are in important. Confidence in your strengths. Like to me, that's yeah. where there's a priceless kind of thing. You know, I had yeah. a client today or a potential client. They're like, well, what's the return on investment? You know, like, what are you gonna get? Because I'm really stuck and I don't have clarity. I'm like. I don't know. You tell me what is confidence in your worth? You know, what does that translate to? Yeah. You know, if you have confidence in your worth, you're going to market with more boldness. You're going to ask people to work with you. You're going to price yourself accordingly. You know, that people yes. ask all the time, like, well, what's the tangible of confidence? I'm like, well, the, the tangible is, is if I believe in myself, what, what will I do? You know, when you stand before, especially for the consultants who are trying to work with high ego executives who are not the easiest people in the world, and they are going to try to get you to reduce your value or reduce your fees to be able to stand up and say, mm -mm, I'm not an, I'm not an expense to be managed. I'm an investment. That's a big part of it. So it, in terms Absolutely. of the big categories though, yeah. um, is there anything that's really important that we need to bring up now? Like, what would you say is the yeah. biggest ongoing ex expenses that people need to be aware of before they jump into consulting or coaching business ownership? I'm glad you said business, business ownership, because I want to make sure these are the costs for truly having a business. And you can probably compare, compare them to any business, but the ongoing cost is you do need to have investment in marketing. Um, you can't just expect clients to come out of the air. That would be nice. But a true business, no business has um, any left marketing off of their investment list. Like you have so to what's the have that. Like what's so your marketing gonna, investment? You're going to have in terms of your marketing investment, at least in now we can get granular into our industry. In our industry, you do need a website that's not just a brochure website. So you, while you have that initial investment, there is ongoing hosting costs. Um, there is to keep it secure, to keep it safe, to keep it updated. You have to pay the on ongoing hosting costs. Um, we'll talk about like our cheap solution around that essentially and best solution later, but, or it's in the guide if, if I don't get to it, but in essentially you, you have to keep the website lot. It's like keeping your lights on kind of thing. That is your, that is your storefront. So you have to keep that investment Along with that is you got to have a CRM, a way of like keeping all of your clients, um, keeping track of them. You need a way to collect money. So a lot of times, you know, you might have a merchant service type of thing because nowadays people pay, you know, by credit card. So you got to have a way of paying that. So that's an ongoing cost because the revenue comes and immediately that merchant cost comes in. You, um, you definitely have like ongoing 
administrative costs essentially. So things that keep keep the the business going, like for example, we have um, you know our email system. You can't keep emailing if you don't pay for that. We have our Dropbox, you know, so that we've got to have someone to hold our files. Oh my um, At the end of the year, you got to file taxes, or you need someone can help with that. You know, there's all these like kind of behind the scenes, ongoing type of costs as well. Okay, so I want to go back to, and I want to wrap up this conversation with the hot dog cart because I think this is a perfect time to bring up the hot dog cart yes. because some people are thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have any money to invest, which I think is really interesting because you, if you were going to start a hot dog cart, you wouldn't think I don't have any money to invest. But for some reason, as consultants and coaches, we think we shouldn't have any money to invest. Do you remember what we identified about the costs relative to starting a, a hot dog cart and the the return that you get versus the costs of investing in a consulting and coaching a business and the return that you get? I don't have the exact numbers off my head, but I, I mean, we actually, we got, a, we geeked out a little bit that day. That we literally lot. went on Google and I think we came up, I want to say like 50 or 60,000 or something. To yeah. I, I remember that. And the a hot dog cart, we were both like, what? You know, like, and then each hot dog is like a dollar fifty, and then like a Coke was a dollar, and chips are fifty cents. So for each sale, so you're going to spend fifty, sixty. Let's just say, be generous and say it's only fifty thousand. And then for each hot dog, in on, you know, think about how many sales you have to get just to break even. And a consulting yeah. and coaching business, I think you can get a, a really good website and the mentoring and everything you're talking about. I think you can get out the door for about twenty thousand. Yeah. you know, as a startup cost, that's nothing compared to a hot dog cart. But you think about the ROI of a, you know, you get one client as a consultant, you can make six figures from that. Yeah. You know, you get a really good um, B2C coaching client, you know, you can make $5,000 off of that. Yeah. So you're talking about still, you know, you see so you need four clients to pay, pay yourself back from a consult, from a coaching standpoint, you land one big contract from a consulting standpoint, now, just so people don't freak out and say, oh, well, obviously there's more money as a consultant. There isn't. It's just that that one contract is going to last you for a lot more months. So yeah. just so I'm clear about that one. But that was a huge aha for us. Well, and I think if you that's why I go back to are you truly wanting to have a business? Because I don't care if it's a hot dog cart business. I don't care if it's a coaching consulting business. I don't care if it's like, you know, whatever business you want to start you can't find a business out there. There is no magic pill. There is no magic business that doesn't have an investment that you need to make a both money and time and growth. Like you, you've never done this before. So you've got to also invest in your growth, the willingness to learn something new. That's going to be the case in any business. So if you don't really want a business then just go get a job, honestly, like save yourself. Consulting and coaching is an industry. It's a business. Take it as such. If you don't have money to invest, you should go get a job because you're not, you're not seeing it as a business. You're seeing it as a job. Then get a job. Yeah. <laughs> if you see it as a business, like, hey, this is, this is something I'm meant to do. This is something that I want to invest in. I want to create I want to go from success to significance. I want to go from being successful in a job to take it where I can be significant in my own business and bring that to others, then invest in a business. So if I were going to wrap up all the things that we talked about, it sounds like there's two main paths that people can go down. They can choose to say, I don't really want a business. I just want to do some consulting coaching on the side. And the, the 
investment's relatively minimal. And there's nothing wrong with going down that path. There's nothing wrong with that. So you could spend a minimal amount on a logo, business cards, a website, but you really need a really good network and you need to be able to kind of do, you know, get out there and from that standpoint. And, but you're, it's not that much that's invested in this particular thing. If you're looking to create a business then you have to treat it in the same way that you would think about any business and that there are some initial investments that you need to make and you need to be able to be thinking about the ongoing costs. So if you're somebody who's used to being in corporate and you're making a great salary and I have a predictable type of income, I get bonuses and I know where my money's coming from, how do you help somebody cross over the bridge to be in this entrepreneurial life where they're like, okay, well, that sounds good. I'm gonna spend money before I make money and I don't even know what there's any guarantee. What would you say to somebody who's struggling with that whole idea? Like, this is all great, Jen, but where's my guarantee that I'm going to make money and I'm going to be able to make this business successful? My first reaction kind of comes from um, my personal life right now. My son has just started college. I think you could say the same thing in college, the exact same thing. So in other words, you probably asked yourself the same thing in the past. You know, if I go study this or get this job, what kind of return am I getting it? There's always an upfront to something, whether it's a job or whether it's a business. So first of all, just, you know, check yourself. Like you probably have been there before, right? You have to make an investment. No one wants to pay you, whether it's, you know, the, the position that you had is leadership. You didn't just get there without any investments whether it was you paying for it or even like your company paid for it, there's a lot of development. There's, there's a lot that goes oh, into yeah, investing. And all the certifications you went through, all of the special training your company sent you to, not to mention all the years of experience and all of the ups and downs. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I get it. I get the question because it looks different, but it's really not. Anytime you want to go to something new, go to the next level, I believe Becoming a business owner and sharing your gifts and your talents with others is the next level in your career for the people who see that as their next level in their career. So you just need to do the same thing as if you were getting a master's degree or you decided to go um, try for a new industry. You, you've got to invest in yourself in order to have anyone recognize that this is value and I want to pay you, whether it's a job or a business. So that's the first thing I would say. The other thing to say is make sure you're you're making a long-term decision, not a short-term decision. So I can see in the short term, like it feels like a lot, but every startup, every, you know, like, again, I, it feels like a lot when I'm paying for college right now for my son. And I'm just hoping it's a good investment because I hope he'll get a job and doesn't have to come back home. Right. So that's my, that's my investment in him. But I, I think that the keys, a lot of what we talked about having the right investment, but, but also seeing it as this is my my immediate short-term investment and seeing what return am I committed to. That's why don't put in a lot of money if you're not in for the long haul. So make sure your investment matches your time of what you're hoping to get out of it. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So it's really right-sizing that you're going to get out of the business what you put into the business, bottom line. So if you were going to go back in time and talk to the younger Jen, you know, who is just leaving her, her job and she was starting this entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial path, 
what would you tell her? What would you encourage her with? I would tell her to balance the advice. I loved that I got the advice to be more of a risk taker, courageous, like answer that call to adventure. Essentially, I love that I that I got that, but you need to balance it with who am I listening to? Make sure that you listen to the person who has been there and done there and doing what you want to do. Um, because that that balance, that courageous piece I needed to ignite in myself. And boy, has that served me that that determination, that, that will and, and focus on making a difference, boy, has that served me, but I, I didn't take the right advice. So making sure that, and this is something I'm, I'm actually really good at. And I bet most of our audiences too, is like evaluating and assessing before you make the decision. And I let too much of the, just go do it. Um, and I've never been that way before. <laughs> take that if you will there's like the you know that was almost like too much devil and not enough angel on the shoulders or something so for me I think I would tell her to balance and listen to your gut more I think that my gut was screaming and I thought that's what it's supposed to do but my gut was screaming for that balance and I didn't realize it until much later in my career well and that goes to the point around consultant and coach, like what we bring to our clients is our ability to have process. We're systems people. And these other people are giving advice that doesn't even support the way our brains actually operate. So it seems like it's just honoring the fact that you are that person. I think that's why we work so hard to break everything down to systems because we support systems thinkers. You know, we're system thinkers for system thinkers and breaking it down because when you don't trust yourself, you can trust the process. I remember when I was stepping into new new clients, I remember getting a, a client when I was a consultant and it, they were up in Canada and I landed the whole contract, all virtual, never met anybody, never worked in the industry, never been to London, Canada before. And I remember like having that, you know, like, oh my gosh, moment when I was walking in the doors, but I calm myself, I'm like, but I know my process. I trust my process. I, I know yeah. I will figure it out once I get in there. And that's what I would always encourage our clients is like, we have a process and you're going to figure it out when you get in there. You don't have to get it all figured out now. I love this guide. So as a wrap up, um, your, your guide, the guide is available. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else? Like what if I'm on the call and I'm like, I just, I need to get more clarity on the money side. You know, do you offer any free intro calls? You know, just 30 minutes of your time to pick your brain. Is that something Absolutely. that's available? Absolutely. I, I, I definitely can do an intro call. We can put the link in there as well. And to me, this is something I get a lot of people and have for a long time in my career, just calling me and saying, Hey, um, can I pick your brain? Especially when I was in the role of consultant allies, I'm thinking of going into consulting and I want to know, or into coaching. And I really want to know what it's like and what I need to do and what should I consider? And I'll tell you the truth. And I told them the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Um, including the cost, including like, you know, is this, is given what you want to do, is this right for you? And I think that's what I keep coming back to is making sure you look at the long-term, not the short-term. So I can do both on those calls because I'm, I've been asked that so many times, but I also just love having the answers I wish I had when I started. So that's great. So in the guide, it'll have a link to your calendar and your email, because I assume you're available via email and yeah. your email address is 
Jen at BetsyJordan.com and it's Jordan with a Y. Yes. We always have to remind people that it's Jordan with a Y because otherwise there's another Betsy Jordan out there. Oh, and one more thing to honor, um, to honor my cousin who is a Jen with two N's. I am a Jen with one N. (laughs) Oh, that's a good clarity. So Jen, J-E-N at Betsy Jordan with a Y.com. Yes. So as a final question, is there anything else that you want to share about the costs and investments of starting a consulting consulting business or coaching practice? And I just didn't ask you the right question. I love this question. I love that you always ask this question. I think the best thing I would say to wrap it up is that it is actually a very cheap business. <laughs> if you really are committed to it. I mean, we talked about the cost, but if you compare it to any other business out there, So much if it's virtual, so much you can do out of your home. If you're traveling, your clients are paying for it. You know, like it's really, really cheap. I mean, I've looked at plenty of businesses and I'm like, dang, we can run this so, so cheap. So yes, that sticker shock of the initial is a little bit much, but like I said, still cheaper than a hot dog cart. So keep it in perspective. Like if you really want to do this, financial should actually be the last thing you consider because it from looking at any other business, this is cheap for startup and it's cheap for ongoing. I, I mean, I wish I could um, say that like, hey, we're, we make this much money, it costs a lot, but no, that's just the good news. You get, it just means you have more profit. <laughs> I will do anything anything for you to create a meme with a picture of yourself holding up a hot dog saying it's cheaper than a hot dog cart. I will do anything. I have a feeling that's going to be on my LinkedIn in the future. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If anybody wants to entertain me and I give free coaching for entertainment value, if (laughs) if you all can create memes with Jen of saying it's cheaper than a hot dog cart, I will love you for it. And if you could hashtag it as cheaper than a hot dog cart, that would be my biggest joy ever. So (laughs) that would be great. Um, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom, your passion, your financial acumen, and your passion for changing the world and bringing it together. I know our clients get so much out of working with you and that amazing support you provide. And hope, I know everybody who's listening and just got more than just financial information, but got personal support to take the next step. And I'm sorry, I can't get beyond the, the hot dog images in my mind. <laughs> But thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com. And it's Betsy Jordan with a Y. And you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today. Start today.